0: Welcome to High in It with your hosts, Lindsay Robinson and Kelsey Aida. Are you ready to make the most of your life, manifesting your inner desires while living a more aligned, inspired life? Start here. Now, here's Kelsey and Lindsay.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to High in It. We are here to help you live your best life, manifest your dreams, get your mindset right, And today we have a very special guest named Kate Krakow. Did I say her last name right?
0: You did. Yes,
1: Kate (laughs) Krakow. And she is an amazing businesswoman um, who I can already tell intuitively has a lot of passion around the topic of success and abundance and balance, creating balance in your life because I know she's also a mom and a business owner. And um, she has a really cool book that we're going to share with you guys. And yeah, I'm also here with Lindsay, my hypnotherapist friend who is amazing slash my podcast partner slash business partner. And we're just really passionate about helping you guys. She's a hypnotherapist. I am a, well, a lot of people call me like a manifestation coach, but I call myself an inspirational blogger and author. So we're here to help you guys. We're going to have a great conversation today.
2: Um, Lindsay, take it away. Yeah guys. Hi, happy Monday. I feel like it's been forever since we've like been in front of the mics, but yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you, Kate, today. Um, so I guess we'll just roll right into the introductions and then you can kind of talk about how you got into the work and really what drives you. So Kate is a psychotherapist, confidence and mindset coach and writer who mentors female leaders around the globe. She's coached thousands of women through one-on-one group and mastermind programs as well as through her Confident Ladies Club community, which I believe is a Facebook group. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm in it. Kate's, (laughs) Kate's mission is to empower women to go after their dreams by helping them break down the walls and fears that have been holding them back from greatness through lovingly challenging them to step into the best version of themselves. I love this introduction. So tell me about really... Your whole life, starting from birth. Wow! How about about, we'll fast forward really until how you got into this work and and what you what you love.
0: Let's talk. Yeah, so I guess sort of starting from birth or starting from childhood, (laughs) (laughs) I pretty much struggled my entire life with an eating disorder, and didn't really figure it out until I went to graduate school to become a therapist, which is so ironic. I was sitting in a classroom mm. and we were learning about the DSM and diagnosing and I'm listening to the criteria and I'm like, I think I have an eating disorder. Wow! And luckily I was able to have that insight and like figure it out while I was school in school and get the help while I was in school. And I've always sort of believed that If you have your mind made up that you want to make something happen, you want to manifest something, like you can make it happen if Mm -hmm. you put the action and you take the steps necessary. And I knew I was like, I've literally just been struggling my whole life in physical pain, emotional pain, like not even wanting to live anymore at some points and telling myself like, I just want to get to the other side. Like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And especially if I'm going to become a therapist, I need to sort of have my stuff together. So I would say within probably about six weeks, I was like, after going to therapy, I was already feeling better. I wasn't completely healed yet, but probably about a year into like learning self-development, going to therapy every single week seeing nutritionists, seeing a psychiatrist and just like really also deepening my faith, Mm -hmm. I felt like a completely different person. And I finally felt like I'm me, like this is who I've always wanted to be. And like, this is how I'm supposed to feel and how I was feeling before. Like there was definitely a chemical imbalance. Um, And life just started to change. Like I learned to set boundaries and relationships and I lost a lot of friendships, which was a good thing, you know, just had to say goodbye to a lot of people. And I was sort of at that place of like losing everything in order to gain what I wanted um, and feeling like I had nothing or no one left, but that's where I was able to really just rise up and begin to build this different life. And I knew that, you know, Coming out of grad school, you sort of, as a social worker, have to take, like, whatever job you can find. You're sort of scraping by for years. And I knew that I wanted to be a therapist, like a private practice therapist. And I knew that I didn't want to wait forever to do it also. So I just, you know, several years into um, working in mental health field, I decided to just start to research what it would be like to start a business. And... um Little by little, it ended up turning into a business. and through that and then another series of events, I realized you know I, I was showing up as a therapist. I was doing what I loved in private practice. I was able to leave my nine to five within a three and a half to four months of starting my first business. Um, but I realized that. There was still something missing. Like there was something more. Like I thought, as soon as I become a therapist, have this private practice. Like I'll be set for life. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> this is what I want to do forever. Um, I'll be living the dream. And when I got there, I realized like this is so much better. And I know that there's even better out there still. So um, I just started to like really get even more in touch with my spirituality and my faith and, um, realized that like, I didn't want to be quiet about it because as a therapist, like your thoughts, your views, like none of that should really matter because you're trying to help your clients. Oh my um, God, you were speaking to my soul.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it was, that was one of the huge rewirings I kind of had to do for myself because studying with doing the hypnotherapy And the clinical hypnotherapy, you know, you know, hold space for them, leave yourself outside the room. Don't, you know, don't do programs and packages. You just do weekly sessions and you know private practice and all that stuff. And there was a lot of rewiring I had to do. And a lot of that was, how can I, this is their voices, how can I show up and be professional if I'm being myself? Because you have to be that like stoic level of like authority in some sense, that comforting sounding board. And you never talk about yourself. You never share your, your side of the story. You never share any of your experiences because it's about them, which is so valid. Yeah. However, anyway, you're going to get to that. However,
0: I want to hear it. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> however, however, I knew like these young women and men were sitting across from me and I feel like all they wanted to hear was you're going to be okay. And there are people who have gone through similar things as you. You're not alone. Exactly. Exactly. You're not alone. You're going to get through it. And I know that it was like that question they also wanted to ask. But I think there's also that like clients know you're not supposed to also cross that boundary and you're not supposed to ask questions or else you're crossing a boundary. And I just wanted to say like, girl, you're going to be fine like you have your stuff together, like you're going to figure it out. Things are going to get better. Like you're only 21 years old, (laughs) (laughs) like twenties are the hardest, but these are things like I couldn't say. And I just, I knew that I needed to find something different in order to feel fulfilled in just my soul within my business. Like I could have a professional business, but that's all it would be is like going to work, like you said, having yeah. those boundaries up coming home and then being me at home, but I just wanted it to be congruent where I'm yes, always me, right and like just always showing up as yourself and how much more how much
2: more of an enriched experience is it for you and them once exactly. you they feel that authenticity coming from you and that passion and that genuineness. And so they can show up and fully be themselves as well, even in that small little hour of seeing you. It's like, sometimes it's the only place they can be themselves, right? Exactly.
0: It's funny because I just wrote this book and in the book I share about my eating disorder. And that was- sort of big for me to come out, like I've always shared about it, but to have it like written in a book Mm -hmm. because- For everyone to see. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Old clients might possibly see it, old professors. And there's this one professor that was really instrumental when I was healing in my eating disorder journey back in the day in college. And I so badly wanted to tell her like, Hey, I shared, like, I've gotten through this and like, I wrote this book, but I was afraid she was going to say it's not professional. Yeah. And just over the last week, I sent her an email and I shared the book and her response was exact opposite of what I thought. Yay. She was like, I am so glad you shared this. Like people need to hear this. People need yeah. to know that others in the field don't always have it together. Yeah. First of all, I feel
1: like people in the field are the ones who don't have it together and want to get it together the most. And that's why they go into the field, like (laughs) From personal experience from personal trials and tribulations and struggles. And then when you start to figure out things that work for you, you're like, oh my gosh, I want to serve other people and share what I've learned. Like, I know that's how I got into this field of inspiring and helping, um, give clarity and encouragement to people is because like, I've been exactly like where you were when you were having suicidal thoughts and you were feeling unfulfilled and all these things like that happens to a lot of people, especially people who are really passionate about life. So it's only normal for us to like become these therapists Mm -hmm. and healers and mentors and teachers because we've been through it. And I think that's also like the best kind of teacher is someone who really like practices what they preach and they're also in it with the students maybe exactly. two steps ahead so you can like guide a little bit but you're not like just studying from a book and then saying what you read.
2: Absolutely. Totally totally. Well, that's amazing. And so how long have you been in the little sect that you are now cuz you're doing you're doing like you're you're coaching coaches or you're coaching, describe your business.
0: Yeah, so now I work with um Any type of female entrepreneur. So whether you're a photographer, a coach, a lawyer, um, a salon owner, restaurant owner, I work pretty much with any type of entrepreneur and just help them with the mindsets that really hold them back and the confidence issues that hold them back. Because no matter where you get to, like you're always going to be challenged. And I think Mm -hmm. that we forget that. And we think once I get through these things, like life business will be easy, but it's One not. of the best pieces of,
2: one of the best things I've ever seen. I think it was a quote. I don't know if you want to call it advice quote, but it was, it never gets easier. You just get better. So these, yes. the glass ceiling or the ceiling you think is your ceiling is just going to get higher and higher, but it's always going to be there. You just get better recognizing what's happening, seeing the the patterns and deciding differently. And that's where you get to crush these goals is because you don't make the same choices that you made before. You don't stop yourself in the same places that you used to stop yourself. That's what
0: mindset's about, man. It's great. I love that quote. I think yeah. of it as like a muscle, right? Like we're always, exactly. Like we can lift five pounds, which I'm not there yet with the <laughs> arms. <laughs> you with serious. babies, you can lift five pounds. You lift kids all day. It's still hard, but yeah. you know, You grow, and then you can lift 10 pounds and 15 pounds. And it's still hard, but it's a different level that you're lifting. Yeah, and you wouldn't expect to try one time,
2: lift five pounds. Oh, I can't do it, so I'm never going to be able to do it, so I'm just going to stop. Like, no, (laughs) you have to do it tomorrow. Do it the next day. Do it every day until it's easy and boring, and then you get to do the next one. Um, Yeah, that's really awesome. So I want to get to some like really, really – thought-provoking questions, I guess. And you, or I guess your assistant, or maybe you submitted some questions beforehand that I, some of these are just amazing. So I have to go, I have to start with one of these. What does it mean to fake it till you become it? I love this question and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So I
0: think that so often we have this idea of where we want to be in the future. And we are, we see ourselves there, and we think that maybe it's not attainable for me because I don't have the resources or I don't have the confidence or X, Y, and Z to get there. And we make decisions based off of where we are today. And where we are today is actually like what we were believing for in the past. So our decisions Mm -hmm. today are really based off of our former selves. Exactly. And not even where we're at today. So, it's so important that we realize like where we want to be in the future, like we're already that person. Mm -hmm. Like we are that person underneath all of these layers of um, insecurities and lies that we tell ourselves. And we have to start stepping up and acting as if we're that person today in order to actually step into that place. So for example, um, speaking to very large groups of people just freaks me out. And it's something that I want to do, something I want to be very comfortable doing, but standing up on a stage in front of a hundred people or a couple hundred people with the microphone just scares the crap out of me. And I know that how I envision myself of where I want to be, like that's what I actually am if I could just work through this fear. And in order to work through the fear, the only way to get there is to just do it. Exposure and- therapy, right? Yeah. What the therapists call it. Yes. <laughs> Exposure therapy or systematic desensitization. Like- exactly.
2: That's what I'm thinking. But in hypnosis, we could do that. Just go through it because the point is to make it boring. The only reason you're afraid of it is because it's new and the subconscious is like, hold on. What if you do this? What if you fall? What if people laugh at you? What you know? All of these what if, what if, what ifs. When in reality, you are not in danger. It's just one of those things that if you go you go into hypnosis, you see, you feel the anxiety. You do it again. You lower the anxiety. You do it again. You bring up the anxiety. You lower it. You go through it again until the anxiety is like. This is boring. Can we move on, please? (laughs) And then you'll have no problem. But yes, I love that. It's kind of like that sink or swim, you know? I know that's harsh. Like, I actually know parents who have thrown their kids in the pool just to see if they would swim. Like, back in the day, terrible. But the metaphor stands. I mean, it's true. You have to be able to, like, try it and do it. And, you know, it's the same way I was terrified of driving a car until I was, like, 24. I've had a lot of traumatic experiences with cars like in my younger years. So it makes sense, but yeah, man, just do it, do it, and then do it again and then do it
0: again. So have you been practicing it or is that just like a,
2: it's a goal that you're like going for?
0: No, I've been practicing. Yeah, I had my big book launch party and there were a hundred people in the room and I got up and I spoke and- And you have to
2: want to do it, you know, and it, that's the thing too, is I was like, one of my goals was to teach a class at the school that I studied is like, I'm going to teach a hypnotherapy class. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I, will, I won't be afraid of it. And I did it. And there were like 20 people there.
1: Yeah. And I was
2: like, nope, this is not my goal anymore. I don't want to do it ever again. <laughs> but if you still want to do it after that, I think that says a lot about, you know, your passion for it and if you really want to do it. It was a great way for me to find out that I didn't really want to do it (laughs) anymore. (laughs) That's so funny. Um, Yeah, so hold on. We got to do a read real quick, um, and then we can dive right back into our conversation, which has been so fun. But the first sponsor for the show today, guys, is Beat Elite from Human. So look, I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm not really into exercising. (laughs) I can't, I can't say that I'm good at it. I can't say that I enjoy it. There are people who love it. I am not that person. However, I know that it's something I have to do um, if I want to stay healthy. So I do it. Now, Beat Elite is so good because if you guys don't know, it really, it's, it's, it helps you extend endurance and stamina. It proves your energy. You drink, it's a drink that you drink like 30 minutes before you work out. And it is derived from beets, but don't let that freak you out because it tastes amazing. My husband said it tastes like starburst and he's absolutely right. It, it totally does. It increases oxygen delivery throughout the body, throughout your entire workout. I did take it before my workout and I definitely noticed a difference. I wasn't as tired as quickly. I wasn't as <laughs> in a bad mood, which I normally am when I'm working out. I'm like, let's just get through it. just get through it. But I was actually like kind of enjoying it a little bit. So I will definitely give credit to Beetley for that. Um, it definitely makes me feel really, really good. It makes me feel like I got a really good workout in and it's just great. It's really great. And coming from someone who will look for any excuse not to work out, this gives me an excuse to actually. Sort of, kind of, look forward to working out. <laughs> um, it's trusted by hundreds of elite teams, athletes, and organizations all over the world. So you know you're getting a top-notch performance product. So do what I did. Take your game to the next level with Beat Elite by going to livehuman.com/vibin. That's V-I-B-I-N, and get 20% off your first purchase. So the team at Human is making this offer exclusively to High Vibin listeners only. So you won't find a deal like this anywhere else. So go to L-I-V-E h u m a n dot com slash v i b i n. That's livehuman.com slash vibin. Go get twenty percent off your first purchase and kind of enjoy your workouts. <laughs> yes, and I have to add
1: that it really does taste good because I think beets are disgusting, and I was like, man, <laughs> I don't even want to drink this. And I tried it, and it actually tasted more like berries, and it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. So even if you're awesome picky and you think beets are gross, just Still try it because it tastes amazing and you'll get all the benefits of beets, which because yeah. beets are super good for you, um, but without the nasty, like, dirt taste. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do you
0: think, they
2: taste like dirt? Yeah. I actually like
0: the taste of beets.
2: Oh, no. Do you really? <laughs> yeah. Do you want them, like working out? <laughs> so there's a Kelsey funny does.
0: story <laughs> about working out. If you want, I can share because it ties into one of the lies today that Ooh, we can yeah. talk about with the yeah, please. So the lie around time is that we always tell ourselves, like, I don't have enough time to do X, Y, Mm -hmm. and Z. And I think we have to ask ourselves, number one, is this something that is a priority for us? So like, is this actually something we want to do? Or are we just making an excuse? Right? Or is it something that we're afraid of? So we're putting it off. Mm -hmm. And with the excuse piece, I think so often we we're afraid to say like, I actually just don't want to do that. So for years I lived with guilt around not working out. Cause I hated working out, like hated it so much. Yep. And- what is that endorphin thing people seem to be getting? Cause I don't get that. <laughs> well, I get it. I'll, I'll get it now. And I'll tell you how I think I get Please it do. now. <laughs> I think it again, it's like, it's all mindset. And for years, I walked around with the guilt of like, I hate exercising, but I should, but I can't find the time to do it. And you know, everyone would tell me, you're just making an excuse. Like you can find time. And then I just, in the summer said, I'm going to release this. And I'm just going to say like, F it. I hate working out. I don't want to find the time Mm -hmm. to do it. So I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. And if people encourage me to work out, I'm just going to say, I don't want to. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. As soon as I did that, a friend opened a fitness studio and invited me to come. And I said, all right, let me just try it. Like I hate working out, but let me just give it a try because I no longer walked around with the guilt of yeah. needing to have to, or should be doing this. I went to a class, got hooked, love it. And now like I get excited to work out. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's so liberating to stop forcing yourself to do things that exactly. you don't want yes. to do because then you might actually do them from a place of inspiration one day, like how you did. And then it can actually feel good and be empowering and be authentic as opposed to like forcing yourself to do stuff that you don't like, which is actually like the opposite of self-love. And I'm a self-love preacher over here. So if you're doing things that you don't like to do, I would say outsource that shit to somebody yeah. else who's good at it. Pay someone to do it. Ask a friend to do it. Have your partner do it if they like doing it. Like, get support. Don't make yourself do yeah. things that you don't like to do. That's like torturing yourself. That's the well, least self-loving
2: thing you could do. True. Ex- ex- I will just say this from a mom point of view. It's – you. there are not enough people in the world to outsource to take care of them babies at 4 in the morning, okay? Yeah. Morning, they will, yeah. It's just – that's a different scenario. A, exactly. So so yes, from Kelsey's point of view, take a look at where in your life you might be overexerting yourself into activities and things that don't deserve you <laughs> <laughs> or your time or your energy. Figure that out. Um, and also hold space for yourself when it comes to things that you are responsible for like human beings <laughs> yeah <laughs> obviously there's some jobs, things you're careers. gonna have
1: to do that you um, don't like to do if you're participating in yes. the system you're gonna have to pay taxes even if you don't like to do it like I'm not saying just don't do things that you don't like to do but yes, when there's freedom in the choice
2: then yeah. definitely don't. which is probably it's interesting it's probably why I don't like working out because I feel like my 80% of my life 75 is is doing things that I have to do And so when I get that free time and the time for myself, oh my gosh, it's like seeing a unicorn when I get five minutes alone with myself. (laughs) Even now I'm like, I'm having fun, but I'm not alone. Right? So it's like being alone is amazing. It's like so fun. And when I get to do that, I don't want to fill it up with more stuff that I don't want to do. So that is a really good piece of advice. Thank you, Kate. I'm going to just F it, I'm not yes. doing it, and then we'll see how I feel about it tomorrow.
0: <laughs> how old is your little one now?
2: Oh, I have an eight-year-old, a four-year-old, almost four-year-old, and a 16-month-old. Oh, my goodness.
0: Boys, all of them.
2: Oh, my goodness. All of them.
0: <laughs> so you're, so. you know what, you're already getting your exercise because you're chasing <laughs> exactly. boys around all the time. Yeah. So really just release <sighs> that exercise. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 I, I told myself when I turned 35, I really have to get like a physical regimen going and I have a little over a month left <laughs> of being 34. Oh God. But you know, you're right. I think I'm just going to not, I'm not going to do that to myself. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm 98 pounds. Like, what oh, am I talking God. about? What am I doing? <laughs> oh, my that is goodness. not on purpose. Trust me. I wish I could gain weight. It's one of those things, man. Well, also you're super tiny. The listeners um, don't yeah, know. How I'm not short even you five are, feet. Too. Let me just <laughs> clarify. I'm not, I'm four eleven. I'm like a miniature pocket person. <laughs> Ninety-eight pounds. And I yeah, I just I'm one of those people. I don't I luckily my metabolism's still pretty fast where I'm not like holding on to stuff. I just I don't I'm not I'm not a person that enjoys working out. And I think maybe I came to this earth like Being like, you're just going to be small, so you don't have to work out. (laughs) Like, when I'm picking my body or whatever, I'm just like, yep, give me the smallest one you got. I mean. I don't want to work out. It makes sense to me. Makes sense (laughs) to me. Anyway, so Kelsey, do you have a question? Yeah, I want to know about
1: more, like. Can you dive into some of the lies maybe that you mention in your book? Because I know your book is called Thinking Like a Boss and the subtitle is lies that are holding you back from success. So I want to dive more into this. I know we just did that one, but what are some of the more really common ones that you find that are holding people back like entrepreneur or not just lies that are blocking you from your success?
0: I think we should dive into the, well, there's, do you want me just to give a bunch of them and then I'll dive into one? Sure. Whichever one inspires you. So the lie of like, again, not having enough time or not feeling ready or not feeling qualified to do what you want to do or Mm -hmm. not um, having, I guess, the space or whatever to be a mom and have a business. That was one of my big ones. But one that I would like to sort of talk about, I think, is the lie of like fearing success, like Amen. What happens if I become successful? Cause I think so many people hold themselves back, not only because they're afraid of failure, but I think because they're afraid of succeeding, like how will my life be different? Can I handle this success? And so many people just stay comfortable because they don't want to see what that would look like.
2: Well, and I also think that everybody expects to be afraid of failure. I don't think people really mm-hmm. expect to be afraid of doing very well. It's one of those things that if it creeps into their mind, like I've seen this a lot with my clients. They'll be like, I think I'm afraid of success, but that can't be right. Like, why would I be afraid of that? And it's such a good question because logically we it doesn't make sense. But we're not talking about logic. We're talking about we're talking about the stuff that is running you, your old patterns, your beliefs, your what you think of what success really is, and all of those fears surrounding. I know for me it was like, people are going to expect things of me and I don't know if I'll be able to deliver. So I can't get too successful or I'm not going to have enough time to spend with my family if I'm super successful. But the thing is you get to make those rules. (laughs) Like you
0: get to decide all of that stuff, but we kind of in the fear, it's hard to remember that. Oh yeah. It's so hard. I think a lot of people don't believe in it. Like you said, Mm -hmm. Kelsey, I'm curious. Do you believe in it?
1: yeah I do I do believe that people have that problem I uh, knew
0: you were gonna say this I know I it's a thing I just don't have, I ever have that problem. <laughs> I'm just so curious because I have friends I, I, who are I like do, it's not a thing I yeah, do
1: see that as a problem and I think one of the things that's really helpful to identify that and I guess I have kind of dabbled with this in different aspects of my life maybe not with <laughs> money but with other things and it's like is there any part of me that's not on board with me getting what I want? If I yeah. got what I wanted, is there some part of me that think, that thinks it would be detrimental or hurtful to me or scary to me or uncertain to me? And those are all of the things that can cause you fear is like
0: yeah. assuming
1: that something bad is going to happen because this good thing is happening. Does that make sense?
0: Totally. Mm -hmm.
1: So is that how you help people through it? Like when people have fear of success, do you identify like exactly what the fear is so you can like
0: work on it? Yeah, because for most people, it's that like sort of what you were saying before, Lindsay, like I'm not going to have enough time. Like it goes back to all of those lies that are in the book. And this is why this is the last one of, you know, I'm not going to have enough time because I can't keep up with my life as it is today. It feels like I'm going a mile a minute. So, how will I ever be able to keep up if I have everything that I want? Yeah. Or, like, how will this impact my relationships? Yeah. And well, I think, sorry, I was going to give a few more examples. I was going to say,
1: like, with money, like, what if my family is going to want handouts when I have more money? Or, I don't know how to deal with paying more taxes, or I'm scared that, um, I'm just going to keep spending as much as I'm making and I'm just still going to be poor, even if I'm rich, you know, like there's so many things, especially around money, if that's what your idea of success is. in this. Yeah. Future.
2: Yeah. When you're talking about money, a whole bunch of abundance issues come up that you might
0: not have even known before that they were there. One thing that I know some of my clients have struggled with is out earning their spouse and like keeping themselves small so that it doesn't rock the boat in (laughs) the relationship. I wasn't born with that part.
2: (laughs) I'm like, I'm, I'm a breadwinner. I will always be a breadwinner. And I think luckily my husband loves it. Like I would love to retire him. And I think he would love that too. If he could just like build stuff in the garage all day, do, do his podcast episodes. He would just love that. I can't wait, but I do get it. Yeah. There's a lot of roles that we feel like we have to fill and one of those roles might be playing small so that your husband is is the provider right i mean i spouse. get it
1: but also i don't get it because if you're married and you're sharing your money then who cares where the money's coming yeah. from don't you just both want well,
0: to have a well that's the lot thing it's the <laughs> ego i think yeah it's yeah. definitely
2: a lot of see and i want to say it's the man, but it's not, I think it's both, you know, sometimes the man will feel emasculated if the woman makes more than him. And sometimes the woman feels like she's taking what he, what he brings to the table by, by earning more. But I completely agree with Kelsey. And luckily I'm in a family that we're all on the same page. Like, let's just do the dang thing. Let's just make the money and live the happy life and who cares? Um, But yeah, I can see both sides for real. Do you find that happens a lot, Kate, with your clients? Like, is it a huge, uh, is it
0: a common thing? It's not as common as some of the others, but it Mm -hmm. definitely, like, once we, once I ask the question, that's when they sort of get it. Like, oh, yeah, maybe that's part of it is I don't want to hurt his ego. I don't want to step on things. Yeah. I don't want to rock the boat.
1: Speaking of money, let's dive into this brand that we want to talk about real quick. So LinkedIn Talent Solutions, aka LinkedIn Jobs, will help you to hire the right person because that can often take time, time that you might not have, especially if you're an entrepreneur, your mom, you're doing all these things, you're running around like a chicken with your head cough, like where is their time to hire new people to give you the support that you need, right? So LinkedIn jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. They look for things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job post in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes your job post seen by the people who you want to hire. And I believe they reach out to people who aren't even necessarily looking for jobs. But if they're qualified, they're going to be like, hey, this person is looking for someone. Would you maybe want to trade up, work for them? This could be an alignment with you, blah, 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 that type of thing. So that's really cool. And it's no wonder that a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn and why companies rated LinkedIn Jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering qualified leads. So if you're in need of some support in your business, find the right person today with LinkedIn Jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash vibin. Again, that's linkedin.com slash vibin to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. That's my favorite part. Terms of <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel so
2: official when I say that part. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Where are we? Let's dive back in. Did we, did we cover all the lies? Did you get everything out that you wanted? Because I really think this is an important piece that I want to make sure we give enough time to. This is a big topic.
0: I think one I'd also like to just chat about real quick Mm -hmm. is the lie of feeling like you have to say yes to everything just as the woman and the professional woman, um, especially one who's a mom or one who's busy caretaking other people. It's so easy to just say yes. Like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll do that. And I think we forget like the toll that it takes on us and how when we say yes to everything, it dilutes our yeses and we're unable to show up 100%, show up how we want to show up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's such a slippery slope and it's, you know, leads to possibly like you losing your business or mm-hmm. losing friendships and relationships because you cannot say no and you can't set boundaries. Or resentment. Yeah. Mm-hmm
1: that's a great way to create a lot of resentment. If you're not being conscious of what you're saying yes and no to, you're going to overextend yourself and then hate everyone else for it when really it was your problem for not having, like, boundaries,
2: basically. For more on this, go back and watch our episode about boundaries and limitations because we cover a lot of that stuff in there too, huh? Yeah. It's a big, big, big thing. Um, What is – I want to ask you this. What is one thing that people can start doing – to start thinking like a boss right now?
0: Oh, I like that question. Um, Start. hmm, There's All right. I'm going to start with one. I'm going to do one thing. (laughs) I have so many little tidbits. The first thing is to start doing one thing every day that scares you. Oh, crap. That's a good one. one. I do every single day. I mean, it's something, it could be something little, like, um, you know, like, going to, you need quarters or something. So like going into the gas station saying, Hey, can I have change for a dollar? Like for some people that is scary or seeing I don't, someone, I don't like doing that. Yeah. Yeah. For most people it's uncomfortable, like to speak up, to be assertive. So like, how can you be more assertive every day? What's one boundary that you can set? Assertive, What's
2: okay. interesting. Something I just that don't you like can people. do.
0: My, my cousin was going to go out
2: and she'd get this mass text and she's like, everybody who wants to do karaoke tonight? Who wants to do? And I just did not respond to any, I was like, she's, she texted so many people that she might not know that she texted me (laughs) too. So I'm just going to like do the text version of just laying, like covering my eyes and just laying low and hope she doesn't like call on me. I don't, I don't like, I don't like anything like that. I'm very, I don't want to say antisocial, but anything involving like me in front of someone else where there's no screen. It's like a little bit scary to me. I don't know why I'm so comfortable with the screen here, but you take the screen away and I'm like, okay, (laughs) what's going to happen? But I get it. Yeah. Like going for change. So what's the thing you did yesterday? What'd you do yesterday that scared you?
0: Let me think back. (laughs) I Well, this one's like sort of personal, but I set like a really big boundary with my husband about having a conversation with family Mm -hmm. around our kids. Okay. Yeah, that can Which be scary. Is a very it's un, it's a very uncomfortable conversation. But sometimes there are conversations, especially like if you're a parent, that you're gonna yeah. have to have, but mm. you have True. to think about like if we don't have this conversation, what could happen? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's, again,
0: coming back to your priorities.
1: Like, you prioritize your family's well-being over your comfortability, you know? Like, that's way more important than you being comfortable all the time. Hence, now you open up the freedom to have that type of conversation because you're like, I'm in this for this priority.
2: Yeah. It does get a little dicey when it comes to family, your family and extended family. So kudos to you for even – Showing attention to that and being like, Yeah, I'm gonna be brave. I'm just gonna do it because that is a hard thing to do, depending on the family, depending on the connections. But yeah, never easy. I like this game. When was something when was (laughs) the last time you did something (laughs) scary, Lindsay? Oh crap. Well, okay. What's the last time I did something scary?
0: Scary. That's a good question. Scary for me. And it could be, it can be personal or business. It doesn't yeah. have to just be business. Cause you I wanna, think this is going to help give examples for people. Of 15, you know what I
2: think? Years. I think I really do think the lot. La- and this says a lot about how comfortable I am. I think the last time I did something really scary was starting this podcast. I was so scared to do it. And if I didn't have Kelsey being like, let's do it, Lindsay, what are you doing? Let's do this. This is a great <laughs> opportunity. Um, I would never have done it. Nope. I would have been like, too hard, don't have time, too scary, don't know what I'm going to talk about, but that's why you have support. (laughs) She pulled me through the fire and now like, I'm so, 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 so glad we're doing this podcast, but I can't offhand. I think that, that my mind's going back to that moment because I was like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Really don't want to do this. And if I would have went out this weekend, that would have been the last thing that scared me. Mm. I'm not going bowling with people. What are you <laughs> thinking? <laughs> I'll go bowling I'm with my kids. Bowling? I will do that. That's I don't want to go bowling with people. I don't know. Not my thing. What anyway, was you about you, Kelsey? Mine. Oh my gosh, mine was a
1: big one. I told somebody <laughs> that I was in love with them, like out loud. And this is after wait, wait, I've wait, been wait, wait, through wait. some traumatic love situations. Kelsey,
2: <laughs> do we need to have
1: a conversation? Yes, we
2: do. So this is recent. <laughs> yeah, this is like
1: super recent. And I had been like wanting to say it, but I was too scared and I didn't want to, honestly, I just didn't want to say it out loud because I felt like then it would make it real to me that I was like in love and I didn't want that to be the scenario because last time I was in love, I just became so traumatized and jaded. So I was holding back, but I felt like I was restricting my own love. I was like, this is retarded. Why am I holding myself back from like living my best life? So then I just said it and it was super scary,
2: but it all went well and here we are. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. But did this person Uh, say it back? They said it (gasps) first. Oh, no. so you said it back. And that was the scary thing. Yeah. yeah Kelsey, yeah. I want to cry for I'm so excited. <laughs> don't cry. Don't cry. I won't. That's, I'm very, I don't, I don't. I mean, I mean that's cry so if amazing. you want
0: to. <laughs> <your> show, <laughs> yeah.
1: But
2: I'll cry at the wedding. How about that? <laughs> but yeah, that was, that was pretty scary.
0: Oh, I'm so happy for it. you. Thanks. Wow.
2: Share more on the Patreon if y'all so, want to hear. <laughs> I would challenge everybody. Yeah, right? Exactly. I would challenge everybody to really look at something small they can do. And I know I'm going to be doing this after this because I'm really inspired to get out of my comfort zone a little more after the last thing was last June. That's a really long time. Um, yeah, everybody think about where you can get yourself uncomfortable a little bit. Growth only happens when you're not comfortable. So take that with you. Yeah. Um, let's talk about what you have, uh, for people. You have this really, really awesome offer that I want to tell people about, or
0: rather have you tell people about. Thank you. Yeah. So I would love to give everyone the first two chapters of my book for free Yay. and how you can do that is take my quiz and the quiz helps you figure out where you might be holding yourself back. Like Ooh, what's perfect. You mm-hmm. getting to that next level of success. And it's a really simple quiz. It's a fun quiz. Yeah, we're and gonna link the this.
2: quiz um in the sh- in the show description. Um, so go check that out. And uh yeah, first two chapters amazing. of your book, that's pretty amazing.
0: Thank you. It
2: comes with the quiz, yeah? Like emails? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, you'll get it emailed right after. Oh my god, that's so cool. Perfect. Well, where can
2: people find out more about you? This has been so yeah. fun.
0: I know it's been really fun. So Instagram is my favorite place to hang out, the Thinking Like a Boss podcast, and the Confident Ladies Club Facebook group. Okay. So- That's Kelsey, do we have
2: anything that we want to tell people before we wrap and then Uh, take it over to Patreon?
1: Yeah. But I wanted to ask Kate about one more thing that I saw on her Instagram that like totally inspired me. And I just want you to like elaborate for a minute. And I saw this quote that you posted in it. It's like an affirmation really. And it says, my potential is bigger than the obstacles I will face. And I just want you to elaborate on that download that you had, the transmission, the activation
0: (laughs) and just kind of like. I don't know. Just elaborate on it. I can't remember which chapter it came from, but Mm. I think that if we can work through those obstacles, which for us feels so scary and so big, like any of those things that could be getting in the way, if we can just work through it and just run through them, we have so much available to us. Mm
2: -hmm. And there's
0: so much that's waiting for us out there. And I think that often... The obstacles look so big, like they look like they're so close, and they also never, most of the time, never ended up happening. Yeah, so Total. if we can just run through them, run towards them, if they happen, they happen. Maybe they won't happen, but we'll get to the other side. And the potential for your dreams and what's over there is just so much bigger than those little things that you see right now that feel so big
1: I love it yeah when I read that I automatically felt like really soothed I was like "Ooh, this feels nice like that's how I knew it was a good affirmation because I'm like the affirmation queen I wrote a book on affirmations it's called yeah. hashtag actually I can and um this is like something I would totally include in, in the book because it's really amazing like it's amazing thinking of how you're so much bigger than your problems or your potential is so much bigger than potential obstacles like I feel like that's super empowering so good for you for channeling Thank that you. little tidbit of wisdom. I love, love it. it. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, what else do we have going on in the high vibe in it world? What is going on is I just came back from Mexico and did my first radical self love retreat and it was freaking legit. So there's definitely going to be more happening. Just wanted to throw that out there that I will be hosting for sure at least one more retreat because the first one was Ooh. such a success. So if you're curious about that, um, I'll be linking to it in the show description. Um, just go to KelseyAida.com, get on my email list. You'll be in the know when I start like launching these things. But yeah, y'all are invited. It's going to be great.
0: That sounds that it? like fun.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's it. We want you
2: guys to subscribe. That's important. So subscribe don't miss to the any show. episodes. We're- because love of this, you guys. That's important. <laughs> well, here's this, here's something because of the new transition, we're basically starting from scratch with all of our reviews, with all of our um, listeners, with all of our downloads. Uh, so get on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If they offer the ability to give a review, please, please do it. Have your friends do it. Have your friends listen because we want to get awesome content out to you guys. And we can only do that if We have people to listen to it. So so reviews, get us on the list and get on our email list so that you stay up to date with what we're doing and, and how the show's going.
1: Yeah. Please share our show with anyone who you feel like it would inspire. If you listen to an episode over and over again, I know a lot of yes. people do that. Share that with whoever you find and you think it will resonate with. Like, Sharing is caring, and we love you guys, and we appreciate your support, and we hope you have a great week. And If you want to listen to the continuation of this conversation, just head over to patreon.com forward slash high vibe, and that's where we're going to be posting an extended episode every week of the show. With
2: rapid fire questions. We have a new thing, guys. It's going to be really fun. See you over there. See you Bye. next week.